What are the keys to success? The answers are limitless. But if you ask today's guest, Ian Oliver, he'll break it down to two main things, consistency and gratitude. Those two things will get you extremely far. And without those things, I don't think you can get anywhere. Consistency because success doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, it takes discipline, it takes work to develop your skill, your style, and believe in yourself. Prove to yourself that you can do this. That takes time, dedication, and consistency. And gratitude is just important to life. It's easy to focus on what's five years away, 10 years away, this dream project you have in mind. But what about what's right in front of you. Gratitude is not complacency. We all have big dreams and visions and we're gonna get there. Focusing on gratitude for what we have right now is going to bring more of that in the future. Every opportunity that comes your way has the potential to get you further. Gratitude helps you unlock the potential in every opportunity. Guys, Ian is it's an all around amazing dude, amazing friend, amazing creator. So let's get started with today's guest, Ian Oliver, right now. Shadow. crispy though. Dude, it looks so fucking that's fire. Yeah, dude. I don't. I want to know what it lens almost shot looks that on. fucking animated. It's interesting right now on Instagram specifically because, especially like the Austin landmarks. Yeah. Everything's been shot so many times. The downtown skyline, Congress Bridge. Oh every yeah. Mural on South Congress, the 360 Bridge. So like people are now doing like these effects or like the fog, you know, overlays yeah. that we saw or like making the sky pink <clears throat> and purple. The Instagram generation is like, whoa, cool, pretty colors. But like the purists are like, oh, that's just degrading. Yeah, to it's, the fake. Art. it's fake. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. What, what's your stance on that? I like both. I like both. There's a place for both. I, yeah. If you shot an image like that out of straight out of camera, that's a hundred times cooler oh, to yeah. me all day. But like the fact that people can do that and manipulate a photo and make that that cool. I, I dig it. Yeah. And if it's your style, if you're It's like art, dude. It's so It's subjective. subjective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I love the befores and afters though. I think that that is a that's a way to do all the effects. That's the way to do it right. Yeah. Where you're like obviously, like if you cuz like sometimes you don't even know if you shot a picture and there's like a plane flying by but the plane wasn't really there. Is that cheating? Cuz like if you've ever seen those pictures where it's like a like a perfect opening and the plane's flying by dead center yeah and it's like whoa oh that? yeah they definitely put that in there yeah, yeah yeah so it's like i think you you owe it to your audience to be transparent that the plane wasn't really there yeah but i don't think it makes it not still a dope photo i think it's super cool that uh like you just said it makes it a dope photo but i think what if the person like actually sat there in time that like new planes went over like that's cooler to me yeah than faking it in there that's like, way more i sat here for five way. hours to nail this shot like wow that's why i'm starting to really appreciate film photography yeah because it's just it's very deliberate photography right you know it's very like raw like meticulous you have to like really set it all up and it takes time oh definitely like shooting with jasmine on her Mendoza, it takes sometimes like 10 minutes to take one uh, shot yeah but you know you they know, came out dope though they come out dope yeah. and it's like you you appreciate and respect it so much more because of all the extra work that mm -hmm. goes into it yeah yeah introduce yourself how would you title yourself ian oh god jasmine asked me the same thing uh, man of many talents i know <laughs> i mean i consider myself a content creator but that word just seems so icky to me it's so vague <laughs> i'm an artist i guess but i would be specified as a freelance videographer because i'm contracted out to do stuff i'm not literally creating content and making money from it solely just for me freelance videographer and photographer <laughs> yeah in in any specific niche it's so funny that you say photographer because i don't consider myself like a good photographer so i always say 
Say Something Productions videography. Mm-hmm. I think everybody who does like semi video or for, or photo, they like to attach themselves to both. But like, are you a pro at both? Mm-hmm. So I see point. a lot of photographers say photography and videography, and they have like one video on their entire page. And it's like, are you really a videographer? Or do you just have a camera and think you can shoot video? I, that's a good point because I say the same for me. I'm a videographer. And I market myself as a videographer. Exactly. But if you need pictures, I, I got take, you. I got you. Yeah. I can take some pictures too. Yeah, exactly. But if you were to ask me what do I do, I would say videography. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. inspired you to pick up a camera? So I um, quit my job way, way back and went to business, went to college for business school. And then I hated it. Um, I'm not very like sit at school, book savvy, like read. Um, and I wanted to do something hands-on. So I went and started waiting tables and then eventually... I'm like, what do I want to do with my life? So I went and worked uh, for the news after joining broadcast school. So broadcast school kind of initially ignited the flame of like, oh man, I like to edit. Yeah. Like, I like to edit. Well, I have for me, it was like, I have to shoot to be able to edit. And it's funny now is because I enjoy shooting more than I do editing. But it initially started like, oh man, editing's so cool. Like, yeah. I can do this. I can do this. Got you into that world. Yeah. And then yeah. it got me into the news. And then the news uh, paid me super cheap. It was not not great pay. And so I quit that job, joined law enforcement, and then law enforcement kind of sent me into a depression spiral. And, and then uh, while I was there, I was like, what can I do to take this degree in uh, broadcasting and kind of trans, you know, form that into what I'm doing now? Uh, so I started weddings, and I wanted to build a production company. And so we started that with three dudes, and it kind of fell apart. Michigan's not very great for, like, generating the business like Austin does. Like, there's not, yeah. it's not a very creative atmosphere where I lived in this small town. Mm-hmm. And so I saw a couple videos by Lobo Films. He was a fitness videographer. And at the time I was super into fitness just myself. Like I'm going to work out. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be the influencer. And um, I saw Lobo and I was like, dude, these are insane. Like if I can shoot weddings, maybe I can shoot these. And it obviously it's not the same. Like it took me a long time (laughs) to produce, but he kind of set the fire for me to go into the fitness realm. And then from there on out, like now I'm just boom, you know, I'm here in Austin moved and did my thing. You picked up a camera and jumped right into weddings? Yeah, so I was shooting them on my phone, funny enough. And no the way. Um, Paid wedding shoot. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, they started free, and then they were super cheap. I was doing, like, 12-hour-day weddings for, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. And I was shooting on my phone, and the Os- like the first-ever handheld Osmo. Oh, the stabilizer. Yeah, the DJI Osmo, yes. the first one. It was like, oh, it shoots in 4K. Like, it's going to be great. Wow. Yeah, On man. the phone. That's so interesting because, like, I feel like now we're at, at a place where people are going to start showing up to, like, actual photo and video shoots with an iPhone. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be acceptable. Like, have you dabbled into, like, what's popular right now is, like, Reels and TikTok. Yeah. Have you dabbled into that sort of content creation? So, I've started to do the Reels, but not, like, I think you're trying to, like, how the people are doing the phone things before and after with the phone. I'm not doing any of that because I think a lot of that's janky. I see yeah. some of these phone videos that are like trying to do the pan whip transitions and make them cool. And then you see the final and you're like, bro, that still wasn't It awesome. wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but I, like you said, the new iPhone commercial, they're, they're making movies, dude. They had like six iPhones attached to the car. And it's like, if you have a budget and you can shoot like that with the iPhone. The iPhone will do some great stuff, even in photography. 100%. Um, but me personally, I just, I can't get behind the, like, having to download an app to create aperture and shutter speed and then, like, having this little phone. Then I need a stabilizer to stabilize my phone or, like, yeah. some kind of hookup. And then even then it's not as good as my S, you know, 3. So, like, why would? Yeah. yeah. Creative content 
is becoming like super accessible now. Mm-hmm. Like anyone just who decides to pick up a camera can grab an A7S 3 not even know what they're doing, just get, get like the typical structural components yeah. of that exposure, and they can shoot good-looking content. Yeah. Which means that high-quality production is now accessible I to need. the masses. Yeah. Yeah, so with what we do in our background and expertise in creative mm-hmm. production, like – how do you feel like that changes the landscape? Like how do, if you can create really good content off an iPhone or you, anyone can pick up an A7S three and mm-hmm. shoot like pretty good stuff, how do people like us stand out? I think we stand out because we appease not only ourselves creativi- creatively, like, God, is that a word? Creat- creatively. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, geez. Uh, like you, for example, like someone could pick up a camera. I think full-time filmmaker did this, dude. So they had a, f- they had a phone, a red, and uh and a three and and the person with the most experience is obviously going to be able to shoot better footage probably at least despite composition wise and be able to edit better mm-hmm. despite whatever camera they use they're going to understand lighting better they're going to understand the composition better and they're going to understand you know the structure of how like the story is going to play out so if someone bought a red and is brand new and wants right. to outshoot me with an iphone challenge accepted <laughs> so <laughs> you said a good point i like how you said story yeah, and I think ultimately the story is what always matters, because you can pick up like the you can pick up a ten thousand dollar camera and go just aim it at whatever, but mm-hmm. if there's no story there, then that's what's gonna win out ultimately. Absolutely. So I think that's one thing that sets us apart is like we know how to compose and structure mm-hmm. and and sequence out a narrative. Yeah. Which ultimately, like especially shooting in weddings, like the the small amount of wedding production that I've done video wise, it's been a lot of like. Pre-production, figuring out like who do we need to shoot, who are the parents, who are yeah. like, the key family members, what's the venue, what's the run of show. There's a lot of pre-production that goes yeah, into I it. Yeah, I think people miss a lot of that too. That like brand new with weddings, right? Yeah, they don't talk to the bride. They don't like who's the most important people I need to shoot. Who needs to be in this wedding? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want me to capture? And then like not only that, but judging who they are um, emotionally, like what kind of music is going to capture these two people? Like are they? Are they fun? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, super hip? That you know, it's so like having that kind of transcend over too as well. Like pre-production is huge in anything we do. Yeah. I've noticed that when I shot my first music video, like man, there's so much that goes into actually making that look good. Yeah. I can't just show up and say, "Hey, let's walk to this corner and shoot it against the wall." Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't, my, if I was you and you were a beginner, I wouldn't just show up without a plan. Right. So. Right. Well, my friend, my friend made a really good point. My friend Jared made a good point about how it takes years of deliberate action mm-hmm. to get into a flow state. Yeah. So years of practice, practice to get to the point where you can just show up and you, you kind of know what to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the transition, yep. you know, the camera movements, how they're going to sequence out. Exactly. So with that, you can't just hand a kid a camera and expect him to start right, dude. panning, you know, with so, the transition in mind. So to go back to your previous point, I like, I think that's what will never be outsourced by technology because there's a level of creativity in in each individual, but also like practice. So like, you know what I mean? So for example, it's like, you know, I was at a photo shoot yesterday, the guy, and I was like taking some pictures of this dude, some portrait shots and I showed him on the camera and he's like, wow, that's a really good camera. Yeah, dude. It's great. It's great. Yeah. 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 So how about I hand you the camera and you take that shot of me? Well, let me change all the settings and hand you the camera. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. I, it was put a really good way. It's like watching Tony Hawk do this crazy cool trick and be like, wow, that must be a really good skateboard. Yeah. It's like, no, no it's, dude. it's the skill that goes into using the skateboard. The skateboard yeah. is the tool. 
Yeah. You know, it's, so it's, it's like time experience. Yeah, absolutely. So and I think more than anything, that's what our clients are paying us for. People who are paying like a lot of money, like corporate and businesses, a lot of times they're not as worried about the creative expression as they are just the job is done and it's and it looks good and it looks good it's on time and yeah. you told the story effectively so i mean there is a small window of like if you with technology being so good that people could do that right yeah um but at the same time a lot of people come to you because of the portfolio you built the visually pleasing aspect of how they want it to be it doesn't have to be like 100% perfect like we think it needs to be. Right. But um, they're coming to you for a reason. So Yeah, it's, and like it's a service industry and like people want to work with Ian because yeah. he's Ian. Mm -hmm. And this other guy could shoot similar to Ian, but I want Ian because Ian's dope. Right. So I think that's another thing creators need to also remember is like represent yourself well. Oh, huge, man. Word of mouth is massive. Word of mouth. You know, people trust people. People mm -hmm. trust people over an ad they might see or like you might have some dope work. But if the word is that you're not on time, prompts, deadlines. I mean, you, you could be a thousand times better than me, but if you're an asshole, no one's going to hire you. You've been a full-time content creator videographer for how long now i jumped ship i think three months into 2020 four months into 2020 you used to work a nine to five mm -hmm. what about it didn't didn't suit you i like structure but i don't like having to be like accountable for somebody else's success if it's not mine on top of the fact they're like nine to five feels like prison there's no yeah. flexibility you can't travel when you want to you can't wake up when you feel like waking up and a lot of that and there's no creativity, right, in corporate world or, like, in a lot of the stuff you're doing. And I'm a very creative person, so I've never really liked any of my jobs. I've worked them because every time I go somewhere and work, I always work it to 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just the personality that I am. I'm driven. And so I left prison where I was working to wow. a 9 to 5, which also felt like a prison. And it's the same thing day in and day out. There's there's no difference and so we need people that work nine to fives obviously society is you know structured that way mm -hmm. but uh it's just not for me man like like today for example you know last night i worked i was up editing till two in the morning and so i slept in till 10 when i was working my nine to five i'd be up till two in the morning and i'm up at six yeah so there's just no flexibility of me being able to do that and me just like hey it's wednesday john you want to like podcast bro yeah you know what i mean you want to go shoot some drone footage you want to go like create like yeah that's life man the joy the happiness and the play mm -hmm. and and to me even though this is work i'm still out here playing i'm getting to know new people i'm, I'm getting to do it on my time when mm -hmm. i want to do it so that's what it's all about yeah but was it always like that or, or, or like starting out making that switch from nine to five to full-time creative what were some of the hurdles that you had to overcome starting out I mean, obviously, I had to. I have to be more organized um, financially. Like, I have to learn how to save better, which I I did. I had to have more of a backup plan. With with a nine to five, you have structure, so you're getting paid every two weeks as a freelancer. You don't know sometimes when your pay is coming through. Um, yeah, basically that man, just structure, discipline, and uh, you know, being on time. What were some of like, the most like eye-opening parts of running a business that maybe you didn't? expect because I, I know there were a lot for me i wish i could say i i have an answer <laughs> like i'm still not business savvy it just seems to you know a lot of pressure and patience and consistency over time has opened up doors for me so 
I still think I have a lot to learn when it comes to business. How does your creative content make your clients more money? I'm making their vision come to life so they can sell it in a virtual space so people can actually see what's in their head, right? Mm -hmm. And so like some of these influencers or uh, business coaches or personal trainers, they're trying to sell something, but us in this new society, we want to visually be able to grasp onto what they're trying to sell because mm -hmm. I can talk all day, right? but show me me being able to display what they're, what's in their heads is what helps them make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what's been the biggest credit to your success so far? The people have helped me grow. My skill set, you know, has helped me grow. So, and then honestly, consistency is such a, like, um, overlooked thing, mm -hmm. right? People think success is overnight. No one understands that I've been doing this for four years and have failed three times in the process. So, you see all the glam on IG. You see, you think that I've grown this tiny bit of success, I guess if you could call that that, and being able to work for myself as something that just happened. Mm -hmm. And it didn't just happen. I had to work the BS nine to five jobs. I had to fail three times. I had to fall into a state of depression. And then finally it just clicked, right? The people started noticing. I Instagram following started to grow. Mm -hmm. And I started to notice my own worth and value and creativity. And now I'm just kind of like trying to hold on to that and go with it. So I'm glad that you mentioned that point about it's not always glamorous. Yeah. Because I'm glad that people now are being more open and vocal about that side of, of, of life in general, but especially in the creative entrepreneur scene Yeah. where like everyone, I think at some point can feel like an imposter or like, Social media looks so good. Content looks so good. But like deep down, you're like, is there any value in what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think just talking to people like you and like our friends, I've, yeah. and even people like leagues and leagues above us, it's like it, it, what it feels like is being a, su a successful entrepreneur in general, but especially in the creative world is just like raising your level of suck. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> such a good way to put it. Right? Because, yeah. like, it, it, the people that are, who are making work that I think is, like, flawless are like, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that video sucked. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I want to suck on your level. That, absolutely. Yeah, because, like, I feel the same way. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I put it out. It was okay, but, yeah, I kind of sucked, honestly. But yeah. it's like, that, I mean, it, it's a it's a higher level of suck than the content I was putting out a year ago. That sucked. Oh, for sure. That was <laughs> terrible for me, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, w what resources do you use to continually, like, learn? I know a lot of people like to invest in gear and they think like, like you were back to our point with the phone technology, yeah. but no one's investing in courses. No one's investing in classes, right? So mm -hmm. I've invested hours in Skillshare. I've, I mean, I can't even, even imagine how many hours I've spent on YouTube and, you know, I went to broadcasting school. Like, so that's a huge thing for me when it comes to increasing my skill set. I, I try to learn something new once a week and, and my friends help increase my skill set because I'm watching what they're doing. And I'm trying to be like, well, how can I do kind of the same thing? Mm -hmm. But maybe even better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and then the, the influences around me also help. Like Lobo, uh, people that I follow that I think suck on a better level than me. I guess you could say they're <laughs> yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah. But I would, I'm sure they, they have the same mindset as we do. And I always tell everybody, you know, I'm forever the rookie because I feel like my stuff is never good enough and so 
they help influence some of my stuff as well. And, you know, a lot of people who are just starting out, I wouldn't necessarily say copy what someone's doing that you love, but take things from it, learn from it, try to mimic it, and then use your own creative spin on it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you'll create a style. I'm not saying go rob somebody, don't shoot exactly what they're, you know, don't copy the same video and post it and be like, this is Say Something Productions. Right. But take things from it, learn from it, maybe go try shoot something similar, come back to the edit bay, put it together and be like, okay, what did I learn from this? How can I shoot this better? Mm -hmm. How can I go be creative in the same sense because I want to be like this person mm -hmm. and they're obviously doing it right. So, so what's the next step for you? I mean, you're making phenomenal creative content. Thanks, bro. You're becoming, yeah. I've, I mean, I've seen your growth and like you're becoming like a real household name in the community. So that's the goal, man. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so, so what's next? Where do you go from here? Honestly, I'm just living in the moment. I think a lot of people are trying to uh, either live in the past or be like, in the next two years, I want to do this. And I, I do have some lofty goals in the next two years, but I'm enjoying where I'm at, man. And, and I'm trying to live in that and be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge too, being grateful for even the smallest and biggest opportunities. Like even the one person that was like, I just need 10 pictures. Well, they've helped me build my portfolio. So I'm trying to be humble and grateful for that as well. Mm -hmm. What's the rest of 2021 going to look like for you? I mean, I think we're similar in the fact that we're both pretty spontaneous. Yeah. Both kind of go-getters who yeah. just try to make the most of every day without necessarily thinking about like five, 10 yeah. years down the line. But if you had any specific goals out of this year that we're in right now mm -hmm. what would they be well i'd like to hit six figures nice. that'd be cool um i don't know if it will happen in savings super or just just overall income, income, in income yeah for the year nice um start a youtube channel i keep saying that every year let's hope that happens same yeah and then podcasting was one so we're doing this is the second podcast this year which is great hey. and then just uh you know continue to grind and work, bring out and, and make as many visions and dreams as possible as I'm building my own dreams. And uh, at least do like one commercial for something big. You know, try 45 new things and fail. And hopefully four or five of them stick. Mm. And uh, we just keep rocking. Yes, because I think people used to think, like you said, success came overnight because they didn't see the grind and the hard work and the failure yeah. that it took to get to that success. Absolutely. And even the feeling of success on the outside looking in, it might be like, Killing yeah. it. But if you ask that person, hey, what does it feel like to be so successful? And they're like, oh, I, my whole life is a mess and everything's yeah. on fire. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the struggle's real. The struggle is real. And that's with, like, everyone. Yeah. And I think that that's just a part of the process. And yeah. the sooner people, entrepreneurs, creators can just accept that. I was trying to tell Jasmine that, too, because she, so, she was so weirdly odd about me being okay with failing. Like it was, it made her uncomfortable. I could feel it. Like, she's like, how is it that you're so okay with failing? And I was like, dude, like, I don't know. I'm oddly comfortable with failing because it makes me grow and be more successful. I feel like all lessons are learned in some kind of tragedy in order for you to like really grasp how either how bad you failed or like how you need to reevaluate to become more successful. I don't know if you know Jake Allen. Yeah, I've been following him recently. He's he's dope, dude. So his I whole, like his new posts and stuff. Yeah, he he's he's such an inspiration. Yeah. Um, but his whole brand into the uncomfortable to me is very motivating because it's mm -hmm. true. Like if you can get like everything that accelerates you is uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. But on the other side is like growth and absolutely. and development. But if you can get comfortable with that feeling of discomfort, 
Yeah. Nothing can stop you. How do you push the boundaries if you don't know where the boundaries exist, bro? Exactly. Like, you have to step outside of the realm of what you know or you won't grow. Man, dude. Nothing left to say at that point. No, that was good. That was a That was a great cast. Thank you for hosting and bringing me on. Man, thank you so much for your value and insight. Yes, sir. I look forward to – you made a really good point about just not necessarily having goals but just continuing with the systems that work. Yes, just doubling down on what's yes. working and just doing the doing the right things every day. Why break a system that's working? It's working. YouTube coming soon. Yes. Right. Yes. Dope. Eventually. Right. Eventually. It's coming, bro. It's coming this year. I, I know, promise. I know. I've said that so many <laughs> times. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it happen. Cool. All right, man. Well, Ian, thank you again. Uh, just in closing, where can listeners find more so, of your stuff? Instagram is the number one, Say Something Productions. Uh, Facebook, same thing, Say Something Productions. I had a website. It got pirated, stolen. I'm working on getting that back. So find me on Instagram. That's where it's at. Hit the man up. He's full yes. of value and insight and has dope content on his page. Yes. And uh, Ian, thank you for sitting down. Thank, thank you for your time. I'm grateful. And YouTube coming soon. Yes. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>